Hello, and welcome to episode 71 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMiniman. In this week's podcast, we are discussing the topic of investing in yourself. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going? Good, Les. How are you today? Doing fine. Uh, it's been a while since we've sat next to each other and I done know. a podcast. That's why it's good to travel back to Texas. So we were saying this may or may not be a good thing. Depends on how many times I played devil's advocate. Well, and I told yeah. him, don't play devil's advocate. Otherwise, I'll have to hit you. <laughs> I can't reach through Skype and hit you, so here we go. Now, so, don't, don't condone violence at all. No. N- none at all, smack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we thought this episode we would take the time to talk about investing in yourself. I think that's a really good topic, especially now in the summertime when uh, people are, are thinking about what they're doing, they have vacations, and depending upon where you are in your career, whether you're young in your career and you've done you know, a certain job based on the skills that you have, you know, do you want to continue down that path or do you take a different role or later in your career when you want to you know, maybe do something more meaningful to you mm-hmm. and what do you need to do to make that step from you know, a career that you've had to, to, uh, you know, being, being worth more to yourself, you know? So the, so the thing that, that I would look at it is if you're young in your career, you want to be worth more to the company. If you want to, if you're older in your career, you want to be worth more to yourself so that, that the, the benefit you get is just more than a salary. So, but doesn't this start out with the fact of understanding where you want to be and what makes you happy? Yes, you should so always. You, so you've got to start with your internal self. Mm-hmm. You've got to go through the process of of deciding what makes you happy and where you want to go with your life. Uh, you know, <laughs> and I know that that can be hard on you know. You laugh, and that can be hard on people. Oh, absolutely, and and that's the thing. You know, people go to school when and maybe maybe you know there's different paths. Maybe some people don't go to college. Some people go to college and don't finish. And some people go to college and they get a degree. And then they never really work in that degree. Right. Okay, so so we can get down to the the point at which you have a job, but you want more. You either want more travel, you want more money, you want more responsibility. Mm-hmm. So how do you invest in yourself to get what you want? Because you should be striving to get what you want. Because assuming, you know, I would assume that getting what you want makes you happy. Right. Now, now we've got to make sure we also... Uh, make the statement of if you're happy at a certain point, that's okay. You don't always have to be striving towards something else, do you? No, and, and I uh, mean it's the old adage of you know everybody can't be a chief, right? Right, and and maybe you don't have to be a chief, but you know what what will make you happy if if leading a company and being being the president of a company is what you think will make you happy, and you're, you're early in your career, have you mapped it out? Right. Have you taken the steps? Do you need to get an MBA? Do you need to get you know a master's degree? Do you need to have some other certification? And so, what do you do to get those certifications to make you more presentable to the people that will help you get to your ultimate goal? Okay. Okay. So the other the other side of it is right. Everybody can't be everybody can't be the chief or mm-hmm. a chief. So if if what makes you happy is a reasonable salary where you understand your expenses. And you want more time with your family or you want more time to, to travel, yeah. 
then what are you doing to get there? And that's that's the whole point of this. How do you invest in yourself? Rather than sitting back, moaning and groaning, I, and I don't think most of the people that would listen to us are moaners and groaners. So what do you think what do you think you need to do to get there? Don't just sit there and say, I want I want to make more money. Well what are you doing to make more money? Well and I kinda you know compare it to um, you know birds in a in a nest. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mom is just sitting there feeding them and they're just in the nest with their mouths open, yeah. waiting for mama to feed them. That's what you shouldn't be. Right. You know, uh, what does the mom do to teach them to fly? Kicks them out of the nest. Kicks them out of the nest. <laughs> you know, so I think this this has some of those same correlations is the fact that nobody is going to, to necessarily take you by the hand and just guide you through this process. You need to do what needs to be done on your own and map out what you want your your life and your career to look like and mm-hmm. have an idea of, of, of where you're going. Um, you want to make sure that uh, you've looked at all your options. You want to make sure that you uh, take in consideration what makes you happy. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you're not happy with what you're doing, no amount of money, no amount of friends, nothing is going to help and you're really not going to be good. If you're not happy, you're most likely not going to be good at what you're doing. Right. You're not going to be serving your company exactly. well. You'll most likely be a, a drain. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll wind up losing your job most likely. And then, you know, that doesn't look good on your roadmap. So here, here's a scenario that, that I, I came across earlier in my career, kind of early in my management career, where somebody had gone for their MBA mm-hmm. and they came in and uh, they had graduated Congratulations, all well and good. And they threw down a bunch of printouts from colleges. College, the, the colleges like New York University and Wharton School of Business. Now, this person didn't go to either of those schools, but laid down paper that said, these people are making X dollars. I want to make X dollars. Well, I said, congratulations on, on graduating. Okay, you didn't go to any of these schools, so it's, is it really uh, worthwhile? And, and then my main thing is, is what, just because you have the degree does not mean that you should get paid mm-hmm. higher than what you're actually producing right now. Right. And it was a learning lesson, I think, for both of us. I, you know, I, I didn't say it in exactly those words, but we had, a, we had a conversation that said, well, what are you doing differently now that you have the degree mm-hmm. to be worth more so that I pay you more because you have this degree and knowledge? Right. So it kind of goes hand in hand, too. You can't just go to school. And think, okay, well, now that I've got my master's, I should get paid more. Right. Well, what are you doing differently? And my coaching uh, then and now to everyone is if, if, if being in the, in the same company and just getting a degree with further knowledge is what is on your path, what's your plan, well, then ask for extra duty. I mean, that's the way you're going to get up the ladder is you ask for extra things to do based right. on what you're learning and present Steps through what you're doing extra above above your job, present that to the management team and show them that you're learning something in school and it can be applied in the office. Well, and I think that you bring up a, a great point. I think I want to highlight, and that is the fact that you need to be communicating with your manager and your leadership team 
on what your roadmap looks like all through the process so that you don't do like that gentleman did where he just threw it down after he was done and just expected you know something right. to explode right then and he was rushed to the top and 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 money just poured in and and, <laughs> and the world was good life does not work that way at all absolutely at least i haven't found it working that way yet <laughs> and, and you know what the way you put that there Les, was was good you need to communicate with your your management and we've talked about a a, uh, a podcast a few a while ago uh, about leadership and management having performance reviews and communicating mm-hmm. with you with what you know they expect of you. So that that is a two way street. That's right. So what they expect of you that's your the job that you're getting paid for. What you expect of leadership is giving you the opportunity based on you learning a new skill and whether it's whether it's school or whether it's some other just certificate program or something else that that is is on the path to where your goal is that needs to be communicated so that when opportunities arise everybody is on the same page as to what what is the new expectation so let me throw out a visual see if i can through a podcast throw out a visual here see if i can do this so if you're sitting in a meeting and let's say you have uh um employee reviews twice a year or even once a year you sit in that meeting you come in there the manager evaluates you you sit there with your arms folded sitting there going that's a bad position that is a bad position that's why i'm saying this is visual yeah sitting there with your arms folded and you're listening and you're just you know either grunting and groaning about what the manager is telling you you need to work on or you need to focus on or you need to improve on or if you did this you know it would be better how does that look in anybody's eyes listening to this, how would how does that look as a third party standing in the corner of the room watching that process? To me, it, it just sounds it sounds like the employee's not engaged. Oh yeah, you know they're, they're, the employee has no idea what they want to do. The employee hasn't thought about what they're doing and where they want to go, and they haven't you know putting any effort into anything. It's it's a one sided process. Yeah, and that, that sounds like that sounds like an engine put in neutral. Exactly. Yes, yes. and so. The second scenario, imagine if a manager and an employee is sitting down and talking and the communication is two-way and the arms aren't folded. <laughs> yeah. And, and the communication is two-way and the employee is explaining to the manager uh, things that he's going to work on, things that he's going to improve in, things that he's going to try to tackle to take the next step. Asking the manager questions. What are my next possible steps? Where do you need somebody? Where do you need some help? Having that kind of conversation, one, you'll become a superstar to your manager. They'll love you. Because it makes reviews a lot easier, too. Oh, it makes reviews so much less painful for yes. lack of a better word right. and and just the fact that the manager now has an idea that you're interested that you're engaged that you want to do something that you've thought about your path um now i will say that that puts a little bit of onus on the manager to make sure he does do something and keep communicating with the employee because of course you'll lose an employee like that if you don't That's right. because that type of employee is the type of employee that wants to make a difference right and wants to engage and you as a good manager you probably better make sure that you stay on top well, of that or they're going to go somewhere else you know when you talk about reviews we don't need to get this go down the path of, of this reviews, being a review yeah. process but you know the nine box matrix is a good way to look at mm-hmm. 
the needs of the company and the skills of the employees. And, right. and, and we can talk about a nine box matrix, you know, at another time. But there's 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 sections of the nine box matrix that you know that person might fall into. Okay, now you you treat them differently and give them opportunities different than the person that's got his his or her arms folded and just wants to come to work and get paid for eight hours. Now, if they do a good job, they still want something. That's, well, that's even what I'm tacking on to that is, is they just want to come to their job, oh, well. do what they're told to, but yet they still some, want something more, but they want it handed to them. Okay, so well, this is where, as a leader, you need to uh, observe that, acknowledge it, and then help them and told, tell them, you know, help them figure out how to invest in themselves, which is the title of this podcast. Yeah. How do they invest in themselves to get more out of their life, the work experience, the whole shit? Because let, let's be honest here. I'm... The world needs garbage men. Well, yeah. You know, the world needs drafters. Yeah. And there are people in this world that are happy with being a drafter. Yeah. Or being a garbage man. Or being an administrative assistant. And that's, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm, I'm, I do think that people should, um, uh, do things to improve themselves personally, but not everybody has to race up a corporate ladder and, you know, I don't think we should look at those people as negative aspects. No, no. And that's why I said in the nine box matrix, you look at the needs of the company because there mm-hmm. are, there are two boxes on that nine box matrix that are, that are just solid performers. Yeah. You know, to, you know, they, you know, and it's very, it's hard without the visual to show everyone what that, what the, uh, X and the Y axis or the, yeah, the X and the X Y, y axis. Yeah, yeah, I had Z thrown in my head, but anyway, I don't need <laughs> That's to go three a third dimension there. <laughs> I don't need to go three dimensional. Um, but anyway, there's there's solid performers, and you need the solid performers, mm-hmm. and and so you encourage those. Those are a lot of times those are the foundation to your company. Absolutely, you know. So there's nothing wrong with those people. Now you do need to make sure those people are personally growing, but they may be happy being a right. a, a drafter. Right. Uh, I know several of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here, you know, going going back to uh, what you're saying there, it's not yeah climbing up the corporate ladder. Um, I like to look at things, and and I've got a good colleague of mine that's really put this into my head about being balanced mind, body, and soul. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so you know how much of the corporate world is responsible for you know you being balanced as a as a complete human being? You'd like to think that. Leadership and, and the people that everyone out here works for has that on their mind. You know, the company and what what has to be done between you know eight o'clock in the morning and five o'clock at night. That's one thing, but then the ability for that person to go home at five o'clock to take care of the other two sections of, of their life, right? You know, and however they do it, it doesn't have to be religious or or not religious. It could it could be whatever that person needs to be able to do to be well balanced. The I think the organization that that person works for needs to understand that it is a a, a three legged stool that needs to be in balance. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, isn't um, I'm trying to think? Isn't it Maslow that has the hierarchy hierarchy yeah. of needs? Of and, needs, yes. Yeah. So you know, I think that those are things that you've got to address personally, making sure that you know your spiritual life is taken care of, your family life yeah. is taken care of, and of course your business life is. You know? Taken care of. I think there's actually a couple more in there. Oh, but, there are. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, I guess thinking about it, um, how do you how do you improve yourself? Invest in yourself. So mm-hmm. you know, investing in yourself, investing in yourself. Maybe if you're a, a baseball coach or a sport, some kind of sports coach, invest mm-hmm. in yourself to take you know a class. Right. And if it's a, a Friday you know night class, the company should acknowledge that. Hey, if you have to get out early, 
that's fine. Whether you pay for the person to get out if they're hourly or the salary person, you know, as long as they get their work done, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a sticking point for someone to go to their manager and say, hey, you know, I coach both of my kids in soccer and I want to go to a camp. You know, can I have the afternoon off? And, um, you know, the person, the person having to fear, you know, the answer being no because of some silly rule. And, and of course, there are rules and there's, there's needs of the company. But what I would say is if leadership is is looking at it the way we look at it and having a balanced employee, you've got to figure out how to make it happen and make it happen for everyone, you know, and, and make sure. it fair, you know, make it fair for everyone. But, you know, everybody's hobbies and, and improvements, perhaps if the company, if the company either sponsors time or sponsors money, they need to see what the benefits are. Yeah. So, you know, next thing you know, you know, the, the, uh, the, the person that wants to go to a coaching camp, well, you know what? He comes back and, and says to the team, hey, I've got a soccer game, you know, Saturday at 5 o'clock. You know, if you get 80% of the team to go and watch the soccer game, then you know what? That's To me, that's a plus. So let me throw this one in there then. Um, I had an employee uh, come and ask me about uh, um, if the company would pay for uh, this person to attend ENT training. Okay. Um, EMT. EMT, I'm sorry. EMT yeah, there would be an ear, nose, and throat doctor on the company. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, ear, nose, and throat, EMT. I don't know why I was thinking EMT. Yeah, EMT. EMT training. Well, um, do you think the company should take care of something like that? Does, does, the company, will it, does the company have a need to have someone EMT trained? Or is it because this person wants to have a second job on the weekends t- to do EMT work? So either scenario, or the the employee really wants to leave the company and well, you know, yeah, right. These, these are the things you, you you know you don't want you don't want to necessarily fund somebody somebody's new career. New career. I mean, maybe the conversation has to take place as to okay, you really want to do this? Is that the path you want to go? How do we make it easier for you to go down that path? Yeah. Okay. If you want to get cut, back, if you want to cut back to three days a week so that you can go to class, all well and good. Now, I don't think the company should necessarily funded unless the company needed that skill so you'd be okay with the especially if they were a strong valuable employee you'd be be okay with uh working a scenario with the employee where they worked part-time or something like that if 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 that's the exit strategy now it kind of sounded like the way the scenario was Mm -hmm. and it's an exit strategy that that person wants to move on to you know a different opportunity and if they want to move on to a different opportunity it's it's nice that now you know yeah. and you can have an open open dialogue with them. Right. Rather than if they were a strong person in the company and they did this without saying anything, all of a sudden they left on a Monday. Right. Then you'd be left in the lurch. You know, part of also I think something else we should touch on on this uh, particular topic is uh, people um, investing in themselves, moving up the ladder, but not being able to let go of previous duties, um, you know, not, not being able to either due to, uh, you know, leadership's force or themselves, uh, not being able to let go. I think that that's, you know, that's a definitely a conversation that you have to have. Um, because if they keep, you know, I've known people in our past lives that just keep kept accumulating responsibilities as they moved up. And of course, 
we know what that'll do to somebody. Right. That'll that'll really drag them down after after a while, and then you know they can't you can't do two or three jobs as well as doing your one right. maybe one point two jobs. You know. Right. So so yeah, that that's got to be understood by by leadership that that if somebody does move up, then there are duties because the thing is you want to train you want to train other folks to be able to to be able to move up as well and you and, and you need to give those other responsibilities to other people so that they can begin their path mm-hmm. through the organization. Right? So so leaving responsibilities with a given person as as that person accumulates more, that means that there's people in your organization that don't have those responsibilities. Well, that means you're not. That means you're not cross training. You're not developing the next group. Right, and, and I think the the reason I bring this up is so if you are having this conversation with your manager as to you know what more can I do? I want to get trained in this. I want to do this. I want to do that. You're in essence adding more responsibility onto yourself, and you've only got so much time in a day. Especially if you're trying to keep a good work balance, mm-hmm. uh, you're not wanting to work uh, go from forty hours a week to. 50 hours a week to 60 hours a week, you're, you're wanting to take on more responsibility, but you're needing things to fall off of the back end. All right. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. And, and I'll jump in. Okay. Yeah. But, and I will you're say. You're not going to swing at me, are no, you? No, I won't swing at you. Okay. Work balance doesn't mean everything is 33 and a third. I mean, at some point, work can be 80%. Okay. Okay. okay work can be 80%. You know, one of the others can be 20% and the other be zero for a certain time. You, you don't have to be in equilibrium constantly, but you need to get back to equilibrium on a, on a schedule plan. So um, by taking on more responsibility, investing in yourself, if you're going to go to night classes... Okay, but this sounds more, very fairylandish. If, well, but okay, so the thing is, if you're going to go to school, yeah. I went to get my MBA yeah. at night. I had a full-time job. Yeah. I had a family at home. Agreed. The team was great. The team being the, the family, I was able to go to go to class when I needed to at night, study when I needed to. Now, of course, some of that study and some of that going to class, I took my little kids with me and they played with fire trucks in the back of the class. Yeah, but I could see a finite time with that particular activity. That's right. You knew when the end was. Yeah, that's. But if you're sitting in a room where you're saying, "Hey, I'm going to take on the scheduling of this stuff down," now that's kind of a next step up, and I really want to. Well, you see, I'm talking about tasks within the organization because you're trying to do more to help out and you if start you taking take it over these, you help out you help you help out to gain experience okay right? maybe so you help out to gain experience so that's maybe. that's 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 uh, you know a, a 2% extra effort yeah you know on that on that task so you you're, you're going to help out and then you, you you have your full-time job to do you're going to help out more you're going to help out more now you've got the understanding of what goes on in scheduling if that's where if that's where you want to go next to uh-huh. scheduling, say, hey, I've been helping these people for a long time on individual projects. I think the next time there's an opening in that department, I'd like to take it. Okay. But I see I see this turning into almost like a freebie from management's viewpoint. They might take advantage of you depending on the leadership. Well, it's true, depending upon the leadership. Okay. Yeah, okay. I won't argue with you there. I, Okay. I, I, I was wondering if, yeah. <laughs> if you were going to argue with me on that no, one. No, <laughs> no. And, and that is unfortunate, but it is the reality that, that leadership might say, oh, look, we could save a headcount uh-huh. now that this person has stepped up. Has stepped up. Yeah. And and this person didn't let anything go off the back well, end yeah. when they did step up. Yeah, we didn't yeah, we didn't take and, it from them. And so and so at some point this person's gonna explode if they keep doing that and they keep 
taking on these different activities. Different well, you're roles. only going to do one thing at a time, right? You're not going to take on scheduling and estimating and project management and finance and you know. So so as you grow, as you invest in yourself, be purposeful. Yes. Be purposeful. Have a goal. Mm-hmm. And go for that goal, and you know once you get there, you know like the scenario of helping out in scheduling, and next thing you know, you're a, you're a scheduler, mm-hmm. and you know what? If you don't really like it, you know you at least have this, the old skill to fall back on, right? Or you just start. As working they say, on it. you can now put it on your resume. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But proper people interviewing should really ask, "What have you done?" That's not a bad topic either. What know? have you done? Well, resume topics. Oh, okay. and how do you how do you conduct an interview? Sorry, folks. Sometimes we write this stuff down as we think of it. <laughs> um, uh, but I think another area that we need to address is the the um, the money side of of these types of activities. Um, so, what is your belief? I'm, I'm curious to hear the answer to this. If you if you're going to promote somebody to a whole new role, mm-hmm. do you? Or, or there might be a middle answer to this, but do you want them to take the role, prove themselves, and then you give them an increase? Or would you give them an increase as they take the role and expect them to um, do the responsibility? Or do you do something in between nope. where it's like a give me now, a little no, bit, and I, give me I, later? I am hard and fast on this one. That's okay. It's great that you asked it because this is my philosophy. Okay. That if, if you believe somebody can do a job, you pay them for that job right off the bat. Okay. Okay. So, so that person has the skill. If there's an opening for a job, we'll go back to scheduling or project management. If, right. If you think somebody can be a project manager, whatever the range of being a project manager pays, mm-hmm. that person should fall within that range. If they're brand new, no, they may, be, may need to be at the beginning of it. If they're brand new, exactly, okay, exactly. Or if if you know they've they've done enough to show you that they they can be you know first third of the range right. to start with, then then that's reasonable. Um, I don't I don't believe I don't believe that somebody takes a job for their old salary, which is say lower. Right. Does the job and says yes, I told you I could do the job, and and, and you, then expect something out of it, and then well. And then give them money from then on when they were doing that job, you know, for six months, say, you know, I hate, I hate this idea. Oh, you're on a probation period for six months. We're going to, we're going to get you. Why can't you have been my boss for all those years? Well, (laughs) anyway. so to me, it's not right. It's not right to, to have a range for a, a job description, put somebody in that job description and pay them a rate less than or different than what what that job description pays. I a hundred percent agree with you because it's too, and I wish, I wish the business world felt this way across the board. Well, and, and, you know, we go back, we go back and, and believe me, folks, this isn't, you know, pie in the sky, um, dreamland because we do work for companies and this is what we do at companies because it's management's responsibility. Don't give that person the responsibility if you don't think that they can do it. Yeah. Do your job in vetting the person before you give them. No, I do the think job. it's okay for for you to give them some of the responsibilities um, a little bit at a time, just to see if they're you know apt to do it. And and you want to have the conversation to say you know hey this is where we're wanting to go, and we've talked about you going here. This is what we're going to do, right. and we do want you to kind of be in a a um, 
you know, a, a supporter to this person mm-hmm. for maybe three three months. Just make sure you like it and that yeah. you do like that path. And then with the aspect that, hey, if this is the road you want to go down, you're going to get a promotion right. and you're going to get a pay raise right at that time. To me, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be managed. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I definitely think that is the right right approach. Um, what else do we want to talk about on this particular topic? Investing in yourself. In general, I think you should always invest in yourself. And in, in those three mm-hmm. areas of mind, body, and soul, read a book, see a movie. I mean, take a class. And, and you know, when people say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Yes, there are times. There's times when you're busy if you're young and you've got a family, young family, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you've got an hour commute. You know, there's some people that have a long commute. I will say the older you get, it doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any easier. Um but you, you need to you need to grab. My philosophy has always been: you grab wisdom along the way. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when I was when I was in the Navy, there were collateral duties that you could take, and you could go to class for different skills. Right. Say yes. Yeah. That's what I say. Say yes. And you know what? It's not going to kill you. You know what? You might have to be up. You might have to be up until eleven, twelve, one o'clock studying sometimes. Okay, but think of the benefit down the road. You know, read a book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, before going to bed, you know, yeah. a half hour a night reading a book. I mean, that's 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 one way to get better. But, yeah. you know, also talking to people and figuring out what what is out there, what do companies need, what do companies like to see, what do leaders like you and I like to mm-hmm. see in people when they, when they sit in front of us to interview. But I think the main goal to this is, You've got to figure it out as the yes. person. You've got to start the process. You've got to decide on the roadmap. Don't think that any company is just going to hand it to you and, and feed it to you like a baby bird, mm-hmm. using that analogy. Right. And, you know, it's and, just, and I will say that, that things, things kind of change. I actually, personally, personally, I figured, I figured when I was about 50, my kids would be... Older, you thought you'd be retired at fifty. Well, didn't you? I, was, I was hoping, but yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't work for any startup that, that hit it big. So yeah. let, let me put it that way. But um, and then I was going to go to law school. I'm a, I'm a lawyer wannabe, or at least you know an attorney wannabe. And and I like reading contracts and I like negotiating. Well, I, this this colleague that I talked about earlier that put the mind, body, and soul in my head. He said, "Why go and get a whole full law degree? Get get a master's in what you want to do." Yeah. So, so you know, in talking with people about what you want to do, you kind of you can kind of hone in, and it's coming together by just calling up, sending an email. Next thing you know, you're registered for school, and you're on the roll, and you you know you don't want to back off. Then now, of course, you got the the flip side of that situation with me, where I didn't know necessarily exactly what I wanted to do. I just liked to learn, mm-hmm. and so in fact, we talked about this on the way home last night that. To my daughter, who's getting ready to go to college, um, that my my wife has um, 128 credit hours for her bachelor's degree, and literally I have more credit hours than her without a degree. Oh well, yeah, there you, you know, yeah. because. I just love to learn. You know, I would go down this path and I'd learn these things. I'd go down this path. The degree wasn't the important part to me. It was the literal learning. Whereas my wife was like, just pick a path and go and <laughs> get that certificate, get the certificate. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Cause I want to learn about, I want to learn about programming or I want to learn about business or I want to learn, you know, and I just wanted to, you know, do those types of things. But you know, yeah, it, it is what it is. And, and things, 
I always say this, things work out. Things, yeah. things seem to work out. So. They do indeed. Well, I think we'll go ahead and stop right here. Uh, we hope that you all appreciate and enjoy these podcasts. This is uh, podcast number 71. That's for pretty us. Good. Yeah, pretty good. So uh, we will chat with you all next week. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week. Mm-hmm.